0: Hello, and welcome to episode three of our mini series called Classroom Catalyst Strategies for Empowered Teachers. Sarah here today. I am the founder and executive director of Green and Growing Education. And today we're talking about bridging disciplines, the power of interdisciplinary collaboration. And you've probably heard this before. Heck, it might even be part of your teacher like, evaluation that you use interdisciplinary skills and standards in your classroom. You might get evaluated on that. I know part of my standards for my classes and the curriculum that I was given for certain states, I had to do English skills. I had to talk about social studies skills. I had to use math skills in my My specialty was agriculture education, and it was part of my job to do it. And yet, it was never a focal point in professional developments I went to, in even the priorities of what I needed to get done in my classroom. So what I want to dive into here is, like, what kind of culture do we have to have to be able to feel comfortable collaborating with people in other disciplines how that can really enhance our student engagement and even relevance in the classroom and how this is a way that you can grow as a professional and we know that you are a professional you're not just a teacher you are a professional so let's get into it so first thing let's talk about fostering a culture of innovation when I heard this story and did a a lesson in my classroom based on something that happened at Google. So Google used to do this thing, they might actually still do it, but it was very big back in the early 2000s called 20 time or genius hour. Um, and those words have been used, inter, intertwined as this has leaked into education. And the thought was that employees at Google were allowed to do a certain amount of their day on a passion project that helped push forward the mission of Google. So if they were a marketer and they're doing all their marketing stuff, they're doing all their creative, they're working on ads, they're you know getting ad spend, whatever, they could spend time and say, huh, I heard from customers that this is happening. I wonder if we can incorporate games into the Google logo or celebrate certain national celebration days on the Google homepage, which we all know is something that we see all the time and is something we enjoy. What came of these these? times to allow people to think outside of their discipline outside of what they were what they were being paid to do it came up with Gmail how many of you have Gmail out there Gmail was something that was created by somebody who wasn't even in the tech department It was somebody who was just thinking, huh, I wonder if we could get into that area. I wonder how we would make it different. Google Drive, I mean, a lot of the innovations that we use every day as people who use Google um, have been coming from this opportunity for people to work outside their discipline. And you have the opportunity to foster, foster that kind of collaboration and that kind of culture of innovation in your school. And you do that by promoting diverse perspectives, okay? Is there a way for you to, I am the math teacher, what is a way that I can collaborate with diverse perspectives in my school room? Is it something about diverse studies? Is it something about diverse cultures? Is it something about diverse views where can you show up and ask the question what do you think what could you provide what could we do together okay what could we do together so it sparks creativity and it sparks innovation in your classroom because you think with all of this Everything that you've done in your life, right, it's all stored in your brain. And you think on that road until new information enters your brain and you're able to steer differently on the road. The only way you do that is by seeking out new information. And a great way to do that, especially as a teacher who's working with a certain demographic of students, culture of students, community of people, is to work with teachers who are also teaching those people and figuring out a way that you can collaborate with them the other thing is that you're able to think about like what are the problems i'm having in my classroom and you can work with other teachers from other disciplines to help problem solve hey i'm having this issue in my classroom what do you think what has worked for you um, going to a teacher you admire in your classroom and or in your school and saying like man I really I hear what the students are saying I know you're doing something what is it can I please learn from you and that allows you to not only benefit yourself you're also pouring into that teacher by saying hey I look up to you as a leader which helps you know them realize like hey man I didn't know people thought of me as a leader and that like really builds some belief in them and it fosters that culture of innovation in your classroom and allows you to see things differently and learn from others. So think about how you can promote diverse perspectives and problem solve together. And that is one way that you can foster a culture of innovation through getting with interdisciplinary teachers throughout your school. Next up, number two, is enhancing your student engagement and relevance. Okay. I was lucky. I'm going to tell you, I'm, I will tell you, I am lucky that I was an agriculture teacher. Why? Because everything I talked about in my classroom had a real world relevance. We're talking about breeds of cattle and that is a real world thing. I can say, hey, down the road, there's a Hereford farm. Down over here, we have the Angus farm and and they ask why, why are they different? Why don't we have the same? And we can have a a relevant discussion about that. And it can get deeper into that about genetics and how how farmers decide to breed differently based on their goals. I mean, think about erosion, or we talked about soil and, and planting, and it's like, okay, let's go outside and test our soil. Let's go outside and try and plant something, see what happens, do lots of experiments the the relevance in my classroom was high and it was able to have real world application what i didn't do which i hope that you guys can do because you are classroom catalysts is thinking wow i have all these crazy things i'm doing experiments i'm doing you know i'm doing calculations of square footage and how much area do i need how many plants can i can i plant That has real-world relevance and application in other subjects in my school. Why didn't I go over to the earth science teacher and say, hey, how can we work together? I bet your standards align to some of my standards in horticulture. Maybe we could do a, a garden plot together. Or talk to the math teacher who's teaching geometry and figure out like, Maybe is there a way that we could restructure our garden to use more surface area, to like maximize the space and increase the yield? Those are real world applications of knowledge that I'm going to bet stick deeper into the brains of our students when they're having something that is real world relevant. And they can say, man, I did that. Man, I saw that. And I remember it. And that's what we want, right? We want to be able to engage our students and for them to leave and be prepared for whatever career, whatever, you know, workforce, wherever they go, knowing that they learned something in my class that is going to help them in the future. And that's just going to up your engagement and relevance by having real world application of knowledge. And Something else that could be really beneficial with working with other teachers and collaborating is being able to meet the diverse needs of learners. As teachers, we can be in a classroom with a wide range of needs, a wide range of accommodations, a wide range of personalities, a wide range of even ages, depending on what you're in, like, for example, I was an elective teacher, so there could be a day that I was with ninth graders all the way up to 12th graders on a varying spectrum of ability. What I think could be harnessed is being able to meet students where they are and being able to enhance where they are learning in their their journey throughout the classroom. And what I mean by this is, your classroom is just a part of their educational journey. Now, I was an elective teacher where it was just a class that they could take. They didn't need to take. But what can I do to help elevate their learning in my classroom to help push them forward in their other classes? Is that easy? <laughs> Probably not. It's not. It's not something that I can you can do just... In five minutes but it is something where you can do a little survey of your class figure out what classes they're in what's going on in those classes figure out talk to those teachers who are teaching the geometry they're teaching the biology they're teaching the chemistry classes and figure out okay well I'm teaching concepts in this class I wonder if I could elevate what's happening in this classroom and link it back to hey in your geometry class whether you're taking it now or you took it in the past you learned about this. This is your real world application, going back to what we just said of that engagement, the relevance and giving that real world application knowledge and being aware yourself of where can I help these students no matter where they are in their learning needs and not just focus on what I have to do for them to pass my class and move on, what can I do to enhance their learning journey because they're doing other things, they have other priorities, they have other classes that are going on, but I have a way that I could enhance that. And that is just powerful when you lean into that. The, The last point, point number three. So we've talked about fostering a culture of innovation. We've talked about enhancing student engagement and relevance. Now let's talk about you. Let's talk about you and how you can grow as a professional and grow in your skill development by engaging with other disciplines, with other disciplines. I was just on a walk with our educational director, Hannah, and we were talking about skills that we've been able to gain from the classroom, from other things in life. And I think about teachers, and I think about the plethora of skills that they have from management, communication, record keeping, um client needs, <laughs> client communication, um assessment, evaluation. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And you probably are an expert in your area. I would, I would be willing to bet you're an expert in your area. You are a biology teacher. You've passed a test that allows you to teach biology. You have been teaching biology and you understand it really well. And you are an expert or a specialist in your area and you do a really good job. You should be proud of how far you have come to be where you are today. What I also want you to know is it doesn't end there. When you get to a certain part in your career, it doesn't stop there. A exceptional educator is focusing on always learning and always growing. They are trying to figure out how can I meet the needs of my students and elevate what I'm doing in my classroom? Ways you can do that is by getting out of your own head. Getting out of your own expertise and finding input from others to help fuel that. How do you get input from others to help fuel your skill development? You do that by listening to other people and observing other people. This could be as simple as what you're doing right now, listening to a podcast. It could be watching a YouTube video. It could be going to a conference, whether virtual or in person, and knowing and coming with a mindset that I think is hard for teachers, because it was hard for me. This was a hard mindset to get over. Knowing that if this person doesn't have the same background as me, they're not teaching the same subject, they're not from the same grade band, like they teach middle school, I teach high school, there's no way I can learn from them. And I want you to realize that that is just not true. Because what we said earlier, you think a certain way and you're going to continue thinking a certain way until you learn something new. You could learn one little nugget from that middle school teacher you listened to at a conference. That could change the trajectory of your career. So I want you to be open-minded about the input that you get. Don't just listen to biology teachers, go listen to the chemistry teachers think about how many how many things in biology link with chemistry link with earth science what can you learn from the english teacher they think differently they have different skills you want to be able to learn from them to have a holistic view of your development and i also want to remind you that you should be doing that too you are a classroom catalyst which means you're a leader you are someone who enacts change and you can stand up raise your hand and say hey i have something to share i have something to share at this school i have something to share at this county event i have something to share at this national wide conference because you have something i guarantee there is something that you do that you think is so simple and so mundane that could be revolutionary to another teacher so I want you to lean into that knowing that you can learn from others from other areas and other grade bands and you can also provide value to other teachers in other disciplines and other grade bands and the last thing I want to like summarize this on is you have to be in a supportive safe professional community and I get it if your school is not that place. My advice to you is be on the lookout for places that could be your next step. If you feel unsafe, underappreciated, undervalued, and you are going above and beyond, and you know you are doing your best job, I would have my eyes open looking up for another position, for another school that would be a culture fit for you. And I also would point out that your school building, your four wall school building, does not have to be the place that you get your supportive professional community. For the past five years, Green and Growing Education has provided a supportive professional community for agriculture teachers across the country through everything from virtual coffee during COVID, blog posts, this podcast and hosting, virtual conferences and doing meetups in person at other conferences, we have been able to provide that supportive community for agriculture teachers. And I want to let you know that since you're here on this mini-series, this podcast, we want to be able to provide you a place to step into if you're ready for a supportive professional community with G&G and knowing that, hey, are there a lot of ag teachers here? Absolutely. We need you. (laughs) We need to learn from you and figure out how we can collaborate with you because we know when we do, that's where innovation and creativity comes from. That's where we're able to problem solve and have really good discussions and move forward in our classrooms to get the results we want. And we know that we're going to be able to enhance our students' engagement, relevance, and even our school community when we step forward. When you step forward into that opportunity to be a leader and to be a classroom catalyst, cannot wait for you guys to hear episode four of the mini series. Come on back in about two weeks and we will see you there.